So I'm here guys uh, at Hotel Nico. I'm here with John Schwartz. He's the bartender here in this hotel and we're just sitting in one of his bars here. Today, we're gonna to talk about what is a good training program for a new bartender when you're in, you know, onboarding them, right? So we'll just deep dive into training. You know, what does the first 10 days look like? Maybe what does after six months, if there are any modules and what does a performance evaluation look like? You know, just to make sure that I think uh, it's on you that you've trained well, you know, what, what kind of metrics do you look for, John? How long have you been bartending for? Uh, I've been uh, bartending for 20 years. 20 years, right? Uh, off and on. So, so I, I did start it at uh, 21 yeah. and I started at nightclubs. Um, and then I've been back and forth at fine, you know, some fine dining restaurants, yes. some, some just corner bars, dive bars, yeah. <laughs> all sorts. And it's, it's been, it's been a hayride. And, so, uh, and I've done service, uh, you know, wait, uh, wait, wait, yeah, yeah. um, table service. I've also been manager yeah. at several, uh, places, but, but at the end, I like coming back to, to, uh, bartending. So let's deep dive into, you know, training programs, you know, uh, first thing I would say is start with, you know, literally the new person is walking here 10 AM and you know, what do you do from there? Um, yeah, so, so very well. So when, when somebody does, um, when we welcome a new, new staff member, it is important that we, we review, um, a sign, um, um, a sheet mm -hmm. uh, of processes. And usually, yes, it's divided about five days mm -hmm. what we're expecting. So to cover most of the things mm -hmm. and what we expect is that they have all the material, uh, which is the menu, the drinks, but obviously that, that you can study on your own time. Um, we, uh, we may go over it, but first it's also, uh, introducing the, the, the layout of the, the layout. place. Okay. And it's best when we usually start a shift, that person will shadow, meaning that person would just follow okay. and just tag along, uh, and just, just watch and observe the operation. Okay. And many of our bartenders uh, should already have about three to five ex uh, years of experience. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we what we ask for. But and what what allows you uh, to have experience? So at least you don't have to cover the basics, I guess. You know. Of so here serving. at Nico, we're at um, we're aiming for a five star uh, Forbes uh, service. Got it. Um, and and we expect uh, professionalism from the bartenders. We, we expect that they come from fine dining restaurants, that they Fair work enough. to make it easier and then use that experience and apply it and amplify it here at, at the Nico, giving that that uh, service and even a more personalized ser service. Uh, but also prior to that, also having experience uh, at other bars so they know that we have to be quick and efficient and we have we must know already all the cocktails so all the classic cocktails and is there like you know uh things like creating an email or a tech department introduction or team introduction hey guys i have this as a new entire hotel knows about your person bio pictures what are the formalities i mean are there processes like that in place and then they get some access to your systems at least some systems uh then there is a powerpoint is there any like about the you know nika properties yes so so in fact, the very first week, they already talking to the director of, of food. I mean, food, there's food and beverage, but also of quality assurance. Okay. And this is to go over again, the five uh, star Forbes service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do have a, our presentation, uh, one of our 
conference rooms and we go and evaluate what are we expected and what are examples of good five-star uh, Forbes uh, service. Got it. And um, eventually we are presented to the, the team. Mm -hmm. We are not yet connected to an actual email system. Okay. So, so there is no communication you guys do internally on computer? Is that? Uh, currently not. Okay. No. No, we, uh, we go and most of the time it's the case day like. by day. Yes. So, so we, we get approximately, if we do a menu change, we get about a month in advance head up and we get our heads together and we work, uh, to, to plan Got it. some certain drinks. Usually we try to get one bartender to come up with, with one or two, or no, I'm sorry, not one bartender, but have a, a bartender, which is David and I have come up with two or uh, one or two drinks. Got it. And then, and also currently um, our manager, so Flo, uh, she has provided a cocktail. She has done a menu for us. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and currently we also have a new member uh, assistant manager, his mm -hmm. name is Kyle, mm -hmm. that he also has introduced. And all this is done on the day when, uh, as you, you introduce your team, and this is uh, this is the team at the on the floor, guys. Uh, right. So so we get about a heads up about a month, and we start they start we start narrowing it down. And when the week comes, we we actually we just did a uh, beverage uh, a cocktail uh, change on the menu, okay. and we had about uh, we did a presentation, and we still allowed two weeks for it to tweak. Got it. So every time so, there is a change, what you're trying to say is you obviously uh, roll it out, package it again, and mm -hmm. then train the people again on that. Right. right. Uh, and then we and we do present, we do a lineup, which we do every in the beginning of the shift, and we introduce this to the to the service staff. So they're, they're aware. Uh, they do take pictures of the cocktails. Okay. And we do have a QR code mm -hmm. uh, currently that we're using that uh, that you, people can even open mm -hmm. the menu and they can find you know the list and a picture mm -hmm. of the cocktail. So back to the bartender, you know, who's starting and the modules, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you said you covered the quality aspects. You expect the Forbes uh, uh, hospitality standards. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you show them the menu, you show them the place. Uh, what other modules do you cover? Uh, besides the, the service? Yes. Uh, um, so again, I, that more importantly is the, the Forbes uh, service and we, we want to make sure that we're giving the good quality. Uh, but also the, you know, what, what is the Nico and what is the history okay. of the Nico? Um, but we're basically, uh, we are a big hotel. We're up about 500 rooms, not as big mm -hmm. as others, but uh, 500 rooms and uh, we can cover about a thousand guests <laughs> or more. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, but we are technically a small team. So Anzu restaurant, which is a uh, fabulous a sushi restaurant, um, we are currently right now uh, post-pandemic two bartenders. Mm -hmm. And we also have a lounge in, in the hotel with a theater, a cabaret style theater. Nice. So uh, currently we're doing a play called the Brat, uh, Brat Pack. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a musical, uh, an homage to the 80s, um, 80s um, um, movies. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And um, so we also cater locals or people from the hotel or even from the Bay Area who come to see this show. And we also uh, made a menu for that show doing an homage uh, to the 80s, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Got it. Um, you know, styles of cocktails and colors. Mm -hmm. So we even have a like, margarita 
that is we add blue curacao and make give it a blue color mm. and, uh, and give it a radical name to it uh, cool. but uh, currently so two two bartenders so we the communication must be tight between yeah. us both uh david and i uh, before even pandemic, there was uh, we were just we were four bartenders. Yeah. So we're still we're still expanding. Our, Got it. Yes. Let's walk over your day, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the business a little bit. Certainly. Uh, what time you come in? What's your first thing that you do? What's your wrap look like? You know, before the guests start coming. So we we're, we come to an eight-hour shift. So okay. we gotta we gotta cover those eight hours really close and really tight. All right. Um, so we are expected. Uh, Restaurant opens at five o'clock, okay. and uh, so we come in about four o'clock. So we really have one hour mm -hmm. to to set up and prep. Mm -hmm. What do you do in that? Um, so everything is fresh. We have some cocktails and that we use uh, fresh garnishes, and uh, so we I think the primarily is icing the well and then just getting all the garnishes and then put them. Uh, next to our to our well and setup, okay. so then the uh, we can be quick during the service. I believe that's what David was doing. That is what David is currently and, doing. And you day. deal uh, with the ingredients and the garnishes with the kitchen, or you have your separate uh, uh, vendors for that? Uh, no, we actually we uh, thank you for asking. That's a good question. We do talk to. Uh, management with the chef or okay. the sous chef who does the ordering. Got it. So they we order from one produce and it makes it a little bit easier. And we have uh, we share a walk-in closet, a walk-in cooler, so that we can have access. And I'm talking about uh, fresh juices, fresh fresh fruit, uh, especially citrus, uh, lemons and limes, mm -hmm. oranges, but then also certain um, herbs, so mm -hmm. rosemary, uh, mm -hmm. basil. Uh, and then boom, five o'clock, let's say it starts, right? The first guests come in. Yes, yes. Now I'm so, assuming uh, if you were the only one, wow, you just have to be here. I mean, you know, right? Right. So uh, uh, that can be a little challenging if, if it's just one person managing because then you always need someone uh, to serve, especially if it's a little busier time. Yeah, usually. So five o'clock is a little bit too late for, I think, the service at the bar. There's people because we also cater the, the hotel. Yeah. So we know there's guests who just checked in. Yeah. And they're the first thing they like to do is have a drink, which yeah. we uh, try to grant. So as soon as we open that five o'clock door, yes, we uh, we do see see traffic flowing uh, in, coming to the bar. Yeah. Usually reservations start a little bit later, so um, so you we'll do have five thirty, six thirty, seven. So sorry to interrupt, but yes. let's say in your prep time, you do go and see there is any systems, any reservations you will see. How do you how how are you expecting traffic? Or it's random, obviously every day. Just or you you have any systems to say that we uh, we so our reservations is done through open table. Okay, so you do see before yes and, and and again we do have a lineup so as you can see we staff is already coming in and uh, the service uh, servers are already setting up the tables the food runners is also setting up uh, we do have a buster that also is do looking at the details and the bartenders what kind of things drinks. do you see to know what is going to happen that day so so usually mo most importantly is what happening here in the hotel okay. so we have either a Got conference it. Uh, we do have a show tonight, mm -hmm. uh, and it is a Thursday night. Um, so we also check how many tickets are sold. There's uh, 120 seats available, and if it's maybe you know, maybe we will get 30, 40 percent of those guests, and they want to dine with us before that into the show. The show starts actually at eight o'clock. Well. So then we we sort of look at that, and we see those reservations uh, because they'll put the mm -hmm. notes that we're going to a show, but you will see. 
that peak where they they mm. want to be ser the service is mm. they all arrive at six mm. and seven o'clock mm. and then all of a sudden eight o'clock there's a dip mm. and then eight o'clock and nine o'clock we still have reservations but those are dine people who mm. just like to dine and mm. take their time so sometimes that first mm -hmm. uh, wave is going to be a big push and got we, it and we just have to be on our toes so uh, so for you, it's it's really the hotel occupancy, what's happening in the hotel, events and conferences, movies. Right. You know, I mean, and I mean, then, the and then also expecting what's happening around the city, like so, like you said, like so, the game. You know. Yes, was. exactly. So so uh, baseball, um, Eagles Got concert was happened uh, outside lands. And also even theaters around us. So the Orpheum is a couple blocks away. Uh, they're currently closed, but next door they, uh, the Golden Gate Theater is open. So they have uh, Super, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. And um, and usually you will see that tendency going towards the weekend. Got it. So, so week we have actual vacationers or conferences, business people. But during the weekend, we will get a lot of hits just from people uh, from the state, mm. locals who, who just come to San Francisco and do a, a you know a weekend it. trip. Uh, what what is the closing time? Uh, so kitchen closes at ten. Uh, that means bar also closes at ten. No, we stay a little bit open. So we we. Uh, we will still cater. Uh, usually we will close with the kitchen and uh, we have a lounge downstairs that technically stays later and late but um it just i guess in popular demand Got so it. between the week the weekdays we let's say it's 11 o'clock and then come and then you again have to do something 11 to 12 just to wrap up clean and that's right god yes. so it's 4 to 12 is your shift i, I think uh, that's right that's right okay so uh, 11 in the night to 12 is more of a cleanup Right, so we try to do everything also simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So we do all the hard work and that we have to go to the back of the kitchen um, in the very beginning. Okay. But while we're in service, if there's one customer, we're still doing side work. So we're you mm. know, cutting up our lemons, Got just it. making sure, checking our inventory. Uh, usually it. we always check it you know, the before, but during, because you know, um, we just have to be on our toes. So and then at the end of the night, same thing. So even though those customers will start prepping, I mean, putting things away, uh, things especially that we're not going to be using, uh, that we can notice that that customers are kind of winding down. So they're probably not going to order certain cocktails, uh, but you know they'll still have you know uh, you know a beer mm -hmm. or, or, mm -hmm. or or just strong strong you know spirit for drinks. Mm -hmm. What do you look for you know uh, in that meeting from a supplier trying to pitch a new brand? You know what, what do you want them to cover? So what happens a lot of times, and I think is that when when we get pitched a new drink, is I mean a new bottle, is because uh, we 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 have a, a trend going on, and okay. so we use buy certain bottles, and then when they present us something uh, new, uh, I think what we're expecting is if it fits to our or our hotel or our, our restaurant. It does it go go along with? Uh, so since we're a Japanese restaurant, uh, yes, I do expect Japanese focused uh, mm -hmm. spirits mm -hmm. or, or or cocktails that mm -hmm. can be made. Um, so those are nuances that we're we're looking for. But I I think as well it has to fit with with the profile of the restaurant. I, I I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. And, and then from there, also, if it's something that we can 
make a, something fresh in a cocktail. So, I, so okay. people will perhaps not order the spirit per se. So I want to pause uh, there. Yes. Because a spiel came in my mind. I want to mm -hmm. give value to people. Mm -hmm. Let's do a role play. I'm a mm -hmm. rep, I'm a supplier. I'm a, mm -hmm. I have a gin with mm -hmm. Japanese ingredients. Mm -hmm. You're right? Yes. And I'm going to pitch you Mm -hmm. uh, and cover these four things immediately. One is, I think this gin belongs here because it's Japanese, this has this Japanese, I'll do that connection in my slide one. Second would be, I see that you have nothing uh, similar to this. And mm -hmm. this is again, meeting more uh, theme than let's say Bar Hill gin or any other gin that you may have. You can have that, but at least this is another, if there are so many Japanese people here, maybe that's more emotional connection for them here. Mm -hmm. You know, so number two. So third is, uh, I'll, I'll say, you know, uh, the bottle's beautiful, the price is amazing and those kind of stuff, which is obviously you're going to look at. But let's say it qualifies. The bottle's good, the price is good, the, the taste is amazing. Now I'll say, what can I do? Uh, you know, uh, I, I think I think there is a there is something here. There is a synergy here, John, you know? Mm -hmm. right. Help me out. Uh, I just want to prove my point. Like, give me a, one chance, six bottles, uh, and I'll, I'll make sure it moves. Uh, what can I do to help you move? Uh, I think the best using all those ingredients would be a, a good suggestion of a recipe for a cocktail. A cocktail, okay. So I would so, add in my another slide a cocktail, suggested cocktails. Okay, so that's right. that. Then, um, then, then again, if, if it fits the profile of the, of the restaurant or the hotel, certainly uh, that's the green light right there. Okay. Uh, I think uh, part of is that and also the, the price. How will you trust me? You know, most of the times it's going to happen by me coming here and trying to help you doing a tasting. I don't know if you allow or what kind of things, but how, how do I increase my likability index? So I think I, uh, that is also help train the staff. Okay. And so I can say, I can add, I'll come here and train your staff about the product. About the product and maybe the same line. So if, the, if we can get a brand ambassador, it can tell to me about gin and can explain my staff about, you know, what okay. is gin and where did gin come from and why is this gin in particular uh, useful, I mean, Got it. useful for the for How to story tell uh, the customer, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so I think that's, that's, um, always good good uh, valuable information one big thing that striked me when i was i had my wine and i sold as well so one thing which you know was big like is you know john i'm going to bring you customers how can suppliers help like social media marketing uh, are you even asking those questions that hey uh, do you have a customer for this in san francisco right um, so we can probably tag along. Um, so again, we do have the theater downstairs, the okay. Feinstein Theater. So uh, obviously we want to promote the, the show, the theater, but to go along, people do eat and drink in the show. So uh, perhaps, yes, if, if they were to spread the word to the friends and, and, and people they know that there's a show, then obviously we can make a menu where where we have that special spirit in, in our in our cocktail list. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what, what I was about to uh, uh, go at was how can I uh, help bartenders move the product mm -hmm. apart from being in the bar? Digital marketing or ads or what so, would I do in my other slide like as a support? Let's say if I had to write support program. Oh, right. So I mean again, so yeah, social media definitely uh, We're we're exposed uh, Feinstein. So but, if, uh, you'll also find actually in the building you'll see posters or photos of our 
either food or cocktails. Okay. So and if I know that type of advertising, especially people are going up the elevator, they'll see a cocktail. So is there like picture. a price, for example? So I'll do a buying or mm -hmm. something for that? Um, that I, I you uh, don't know the policy exactly understood exactly. no worries understood. but I'm sure they will come in arrangement especially like if they if, if, if the supplier can you know give the posters or yep. or even the coasters or just material um, that we can put on a table okay. so I'm, I'm going to speak this one especially from the supplier's heart we do all this let's say you know $1,000 investment for like six bottles obviously there is it's not a I'm looking for a long-term partnership here because I'm not going to make money in the first couple of cases because of the investments that goes in the restaurant and bar brand building. How long do you keep my brand, you know, before you 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 judge that it's not moving or, you know? It, we go by seasons. Okay. So at least four months is, is a good Approximately, point. yes. If not, we can divide by, you know, it's a term of six, right. uh, six months. Meaning that, uh, yeah, right now we just started our fall season, hitting a little bit the winter. So then coming next spring, um, if that if that doesn't mm -hmm. go well, then we'll, we'll probably have to do a switch. Cool. Coming up with a new new menu, new cocktail. So, cool. um, but then again, it's always nice to have a full bar. So if you look at our shelves, we don't want to have empty spaces. But have, obviously we want to move the product. Have you ever sold on the other side? Like, have you been a rep? I, uh, I have not been a rep. Um, I am a brand ambassador for Mezcal currently, and um, I am knocking at doors. Uh, Mezcal's hot like anything. Give me your pitch. What five minutes you know of what do you do when you knock any bar? Uh, well, I'm ready with with the product itself, so we do a lot. Of, uh, we okay. do tasting. So, but what's the introduction like? Hey, I'm here from this. Uh, yeah, so I, I tell them about the history. So uh, the Mezcal that I'm proud of okay. is uh, one of the first artisanal Mezcals. Uh, that came to market uh, back in 1960. Unfortunately, we came a little late for, for the you know the mezcal boom. Yeah. But uh, I think it's great that you know that there's more options.